This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And by that, I mean The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody and Chris Cody, of course, right here with me. And uh, unusual I, show. I want to be left here with you. It's <laughs> funny because I actually am left here with you. Chris Cody you, left here with me. I've been left here with you. You have. You're I'm not uh, only unrest. right here with you, but I'm left here with you. Right. You're you're a leftist. And, uh, on and the I'm screen, also down uh, here with you because I'm sitting on my floor. Are you? Yeah. Well, you don't have any chairs in your house? I do, but, you know, because my back, I don't love my oh. dining room tables after, like, I find that I can sit the longest without having back issues on the floor. I mean, obviously, I don't have, like, a good gamer's chair that I'm sure, or, like, a good office chair. Right. You know, I'm either sitting in my dining, I need to get my office set up is the real moral of this story, but I'm either sitting in my living room or my dining room, so I tend to go with the floor. After working at home for a year, I discovered that it, it's the floor that that makes my back feel the fine, the best. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy you an office. I'm gonna have IKEA send you an entire office and and drop it into your house by helicopter. Hmm. Um, Christopher, we have an unusual show today, and here's why: in, in the near two year history of this podcast, we rarely have on professional athletes. I think we we had on Mel, Miguel Cabrera of the Marlins. We've had on Matt Collins. Miguel Cabrera. We, I wish we had on Miguel oh, Cabrera. Oh, oh, shoot. Miguel Rojas. What am I talking about? <laughs> I mean, you, we you did just not simply have got, you got your Miguel's mixed up. That's, I think I that's did. what happened there. Yeah, well, it, it, that will become clear because uh, Miguel Cabrera may be referenced later in this uh, show in another manner. But uh, we've also had Matt Collins on from the Dolphins. And now um, we have on Ryan Lomberg of the Florida Panthers, the excellent uh, Stanley Cup contending Florida Panthers. And even if you're not a hockey fan, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy meeting this guy because well, you don't know that because normally when we do these teasers, we've already recorded the interview and we like know how it went so we can like promise and stuff and say things. But in this one, we're doing this straight live to tape. Like we're starting this episode before the Lomberg interview. He will be with us in roughly 14 minutes. It's true. And then we're just going to go straight through. So we're yep. trying, we're getting wacky here. So you just said that people are going to find it fantastic when I we know. don't really know that yet. We probably will. Yeah. We have a lot. He could be he, awful. He seems uh, really fun and we've done some good research on him. So we feel prepared and we're excited to talk to him, but we don't know, honestly. Right. We're going to find out together. Uh, you all listening, Christopher and I, we're all going to find out together whether we erred or succeeded in inviting Ryan Lomberg of the Florida Panthers onto our show. How about that? I just want to play the, the, the classic office space line for him that, that involves a name very similar to his. Okay. You tried to explain that to me and I had no idea what you people that know office space already know what I'm talking about. They're laughing. They're excited about it. So I'm going to play that clip for him coming up and uh, I'm excited about that. And so is everybody else, but the people that don't know office space, are like you not that excited about it. Right. Who started in that? I don't even know what, uh, what what's it about. Oh, that's a good thing. I, I'm not good with actors' names. Okay. <laughs> Chip off the old block. I'm not good with movie names, so we're even. Office Space, bad name for a film, by the way. Nah, it's good. good name. Hey, don't we have, um, we have a brand new, um, I don't know if we want to do it now, but we have a brand new song in this episode. We do. Ron Livingston, Jennifer Aniston are the two stars of it. Uh, Jen Aniston. I've heard of her. Haven't heard of the other guy. Have heard of Jen. Um, what is the new song? I know nothing about it. Um, we're celebrating our 100th episode. We are... Last week. 
Well, yeah, that's that's true. Last <laughs> week was the hundredth episode, but this week we're celebrating it. Yeti got in the lab. Um, I believe Andrew Streeter is in on this as well with some uh, wow uh, vocals and guitar. I'm not really sure. Let's listen. Okay, so we award winning Andrew Streeter joins us along with Yeti. Wow, that <laughs> that is a she just undercut Yeti what? right there. Why? I mean, it's just, that's like if Yet- Yeti loves that he works for us and he has that over Andrew Streeter, but Andrew Streeter has over him is that he's a, a Suey Award winner. Yeah, he's a winner, but Yeti's being paid. So Yet- Yeti very famously is a Suey Award nominee. That's true. What is he like an eight time nominee and he's never won? He, uh, <laughs> I think it's five time. I think I could be underselling that's him, but that's he's good, not though. here right now. So he's editing this and he's mother effing us for it. <laughs> That's why we're making fun of him, because he's not here. (laughs) Love you, Yeti. But let's listen to his uh, latest creation. Classic Greg Cody show, another banger from from Yeti, but yet celebrating the hundredth episode on the hundred and first episode. It's just, it's kind of a chef's kiss on how we roll. <laughs> it is. We were a week late, but still, uh, it'd be weird to celebrate a hundred and first episode. So, think back and pretend like uh, you heard it last week. Use your imagination. That dude, he puts so much work into those songs. It's really impressive. Uh, Andrew Streeter with some background vocals, but. That is what Yeti does creating all that music is pretty cool. It's great. And uh, he's been a a great addition to the pod in the past 10 months or so, because I love music so much. And I always wanted music to be a big part of the podcast, whether it's a a fake, uh, you know, ad parody or an actual song. And Yeti's brought that. So, but but classic us to celebrate it a day late, though. It's just chef's kiss. Yes. But uh, before we get to Ryan Lomberg, I just need to make fun of you for your narcissism because we joke about this being the most narcissistic podcast and we kind of lean into it. <laughs> but your lack of just self-awareness with it is is astonishing. What do you mean? Because we were talking about what we could talk about here before Ryan Lomberg joins us. And it's like, all right, Dad, what do you got in the chamber this week? And it's it's as if he pulls out a gun and like with each bullet. It's like the first bullet was we could talk about me being a top 10 columnist. Oh, shucks. You didn't have to bring that up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah I brought it up. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then the next shot is, oh, did, did you see that soccer doc that I talked about a couple of weeks ago? How much was I in it? I didn't watch yeah. it yet. So you were right. asking me if I had watched the doc to see how much you were in it. Correct. And then the third bullet was, hey, I was on MLB Network Radio this week doing my top 10 I mean, uh, my Mount Rushmore of Marlins players. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. actually do want to talk about that, but I just want to keep making fun of you. And then you also said, oh, but we could also talk about my song in the Levitard musical. So you're just, right. 
You're shooting. I've had from a busy all- week. You're just. <laughs> it is just a, a chef's kiss on your narcissism. Um, but we can talk about. I want. Let's do MLB Network because you. You know, we're involving. Before you were doing this, you told Michael and I, you're like, "Hey, going on MLB Network Radio, need to give my Marlins Mount Rushmore. What do you guys think is yours?" Just to get our our take on it. And we had a, a long text cha- exchange debating who it should be. And I, I know who I gave you my four. Michael gave you his four. Who'd you go with? Yeah, I uh, the top three choices to me were really easy. And and uh, earlier in the pod, uh, I, I meant to refer to Miguel Rojas and I referred to Miguel Cabrera. It's because Miguel Cabrera is number one on my yeah. Mount Rushmore of Marlins. Um, Giancarlo Stanton is number two. And Luis Castillo is number three. I thought those three were, were indisputable. Yeah. The fourth could have been oh, any like, of a dozen. Could have been like five guys. Yeah, five or six yeah. guys at least. Easy. And and I end up picking Hanley Ramirez. Ooh. Um, wow. Acknowledging that it's an arguable choice. Um, I was talking, uh, not to drop a name, I was talking to David Sampson a couple of days later about something else, and uh, this came up. And he said his first three choices would have been the same, Cabrera, Stanton, and Castillo, and his fourth would have been Jeff Conine, uh, who's Mr. Marlin. I mean, that's a good um, friend of his. Like, that's 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 what he's doing yeah. there. I think yeah. Mr. I, I, I Don't get me started. I've done this before. I don't want to be mean to Jeff Conine. I sat next to him once at his poker tournament. Came in third place at his poker tournament. Love Jeff Conine. Okay. Love that we traded for him in 03. He sparked that team and really brought us what we needed. But... Let's get like uh, he sh- the fact that he's called Mr. Marlin is is absurd. It's a bit much. <laughs> it really is. I mean, Babe Ruth isn't even called Mr. Yankee. I mean, what are we doing here? No Jose Fernandez for you, huh? Um, you know what? Jose was under consideration. Um, but as Samson said, and Samson adores Jose, adored Jose. Uh, as even Samson put it, his career bulk wasn't there. In other words, he just didn't play long enough. And you can't project. You can't say, well, he died tragically at age 24. Had he not, he would have had at least seven or eight prime years of big winning. I think he can. You can't project that, particularly with that position where arms flame out so quickly. I would I would have had him on there instead of instead of Hanley. I mean, Hanley was a talented player, but I don't know. Okay, I did consider Jose and actually felt a little bit guilty. Uh, not including him, but anyway, uh, I can justify Hanley. I compared his career stats with Conine and others. And All right. As we peter out on this topic, Ryan Lomberg is in the waiting room, so let's let him in. Oh, boy, because I want to talk more about me, me being a top 10 columnist later. But uh, let's get to Ryan Lomberg first. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Thank you. How yourselves? Excellent. Oh, man. That is a Florida view right there. There's not many hockey towns. I'm seeing a no. beautiful sky, beautiful trees behind you. Yeah, yeah. If this goes longer than 10 minutes, you'll probably see the sweat start dripping down. <laughs> That's true. That's the downside. I mean, you're a, a guy from Ontario in uh, in 85-degree weather in February. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, living the dream to a whole new level. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, Ryan, by the way, Greg Cody is here. I'm Chris Cody. I produce his podcast. He works for the Miami Herald. Uh, you shouldn't know who we are, so I just wanted to do a little brief introduction. Uh, I, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do film day and all that. So <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I did. I changed the lives of the Panthers rookies this this summer when I oh, when boy. I spoke to them. They like they all sold me afterwards. They were like, my life has changed after talking to you. But uh, but Ryan, we're basically already good friends. Me and you. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder, section one twenty eight, row seven. My friend one time meet, met you at Chipotle on 136. Okay. So I feel I feel like we're already connected, you and I. I like that. I kind of feel that too. What's uh, what's the go-to order at Chipotle? Like what do you what do you do? Uh I'm usually a bowl guy. I I go bowl, I'll do some brown rice, some chicken, some guac, queso, beans. There you go. D- Dad, you're the burrito guy, right? Those burritos are too much. Yeah, it's too heavy. Uh, last time I was in Chipotle and I ordered a burrito, it was like a a five pound That's right. sub. It was like unbelievably heavy and big. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big Chipotle guy unless they're an advertiser on our podcast, in which case I love them. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Uh, um, Ryan, you, um, first of all, congrats on, on the season the team is having. Uh, I don't want to jinx you guys, but super Stanley Cup contender, highest scoring team in the league, super exciting. Uh, how is it for you? Because you paid your dues, you know, you, you had the journey to, to get where you are right now. And I feel like I know you were in Calgary, but I feel like the this is your big break. Like the this year and last year are when you began really happening as, as an NHL guy. How does that feel for you personally? Yeah, that's right. It, it's been, you know, it's been a long journey, like you said. Um, but but it's it's been amazing, this group. Um, you know, since day one at training camp, there's kind of been that atmosphere in the room that, that um, you know, there's potential to do something special this year. Um, so it's just about us coming to the, to the rink every day and, and working and trying to get better every day to, uh, to build um, towards that ultimate goal. Um, but, but for myself, yeah, you know, I've, I've been very thankful um, to be given a, a good opportunity um, here to to succeed. So, um, you know, I, I've I've just tried to do my best anytime I'm given a chance um, to get out there and play. Um, you know, the the bigger the moment, the, the more important it is to uh, to make sure, um, you know, I get the job done. So I've, I've been lucky to uh, to play with a lot of great libates so far this year. And, and, you know, we're all looking forward to, to having more success moving forward. I wonder, Ryan, if there were any ever any doubts along the way, like when it didn't happen instantly and, and you weren't one of these high draft picks who was on the on the NHL ice at 20 and wowing everybody and you had to really pay your dues. Did you have any doubts that it wasn't going to happen for you? Yeah, th- there were definitely some moments um, earlier on in my pro career where um 
you know, not so much gave up, but, uh, you know, the ultimate goal of playing in the NHL seemed pretty far away. Um, you know, my first year I spent some time in the East Coast Hockey League and, um, you know, I, I thought I was going to get an opportunity to play in the American League that year and hopefully, you know, earn an opportunity to play in the NHL. But, um, you know, in reality, I was going the other way. So um, there were definitely some um, some long days where I'd look myself in the mirror and, and um, you know, dig deep and, and just keep pushing. Um, the more you think about it, you know, when you're in it, how far you are, it's it just kind of discouraging. So I tried to, you know, just get better every day and work as hard as I could, you know, be a good teammate. Um, and ultimately, you know, if, if I did that stuff, then, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be able to, to look myself in the mirror and be happy with, with everything. How many years did you go after college before getting to Calgary? Like how many years of like playing in other leagues? What were there for you? Three, three full years um, before, you know, I even, even got a, a sniff. So I'm like imagining, I'm imagining like in Happy Gilmore, where at the beginning of every hockey season, he goes into like a batting cage and he like takes one off the chest just to like make sure that he's like tough and ready to like, is that you every year? Like, this is the year that I make it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was for sure. And, you know, it, it was a little bit discouraging because I would, you know, work my, you know, my butt off all summer long. You know, I would every year I would come into camp bet, in better shape than the last year. Um, you know, and in Calgary specifically, I, I just, you know, I could have done, you know, as best as I could have in camp, but it's still, you know, I wasn't even really on their list of potential guys to make it. Um, it was more so just filling a spot for training camp. So those first few years were kind of uh, discouraging, you know, being so close, but at the same time being, you know, fairly far away. Um, but, you know, again, it just kind of added fuel to the fire and, you know, as I would be around these guys more and more, I would realize that, you know, hey, I'm not so far, you know, I can compete with these guys and make an impact. So it was just a matter of, of staying with it. There were a lot of times where I, I got discouraged, but, um, you know, there, there's no quit here. So I just stayed with it. Ryan, we um we're gonna get to some fun stuff in a minute, but I want to end. Yeah, we are. We're trying to dig down deep down in your soul right now. We're trying to dig. It's all good. I love it. <laughs> I do want to ask you about something that this team endured early in the season because it was a real trial for the team. And for those of you who aren't from South Florida or aren't super big hockey fans, um, the the Panthers have been great from the start this season. Uh, but when you guys were, I think seven and zero or eight and zero. A, a bomb dropped on the team in, in late October. Uh, your all-time great coach, Joel Quinville had to, was forced to resign over a controversy that was 10 years ago in a different city. And I, I was talking to Bill Zito, the general manager a couple of weeks ago. And, and he said that he thought the most important game of this season for you guys so far was the game after that happened, because he said to me, he thought if you guys would have lost that first game, post Quenville, that the whole narrative might have been, uh-oh, they're unraveling. And and instead, uh, you, you guys went on with, with barely a hiccup. I wonder if you can take us back to late October, what it was like those couple of days that was happening, and how you guys stayed together as a team. And and maybe I'm, I'm imagining somebody in the locker room standing up and saying, hey, this isn't going to break us or something of that nature. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're spot on. I think it's a testament to, you know, the leadership group that we have. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, a, a tremendous group of, of leaders in that room um, that, you know, made sure, 
with all the noise going on around us that, you know, we all realize that, you know, we are the players and we're, you know, we're a great team. So, you know, we can't let this, you know, ruin what a special year it could be. So I think, you know, like you said, right away, it was important for us to, to just, um, you know, show everybody that, that we're a great hockey team and, and we're here to win hockey games. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a testament to, to all our leaders um, who, you know, made sure that we were ready to, uh, you know, handle our business. Now you are listed at as at five nine. Is this an, is this what you are? Is this your height? Yeah, five nine. I, I gave up. I, I tried to push for five ten up until <laughs> I think early pro, and then I just, and then I stopped trying. <laughs> five nine officially. I swear, if yeah. you watch just on TV, because like on my season tickets, you kind of can see better in person. But on TV, the way you play, you, like I don't know if we should call you a bruiser. Are you tall? Are you big enough to be considered a bruiser? Are you feisty because of your height? You play with an edge to you. So, like, how would you clarif- uh, classify your game? I, I would, I would say intense. Maybe if I, you know, if I'd put it in one word, intense or like, you know, relentless, energetic. Uh, you know, it kind of stemmed my whole life. I've been, you know, one of the smaller guys in the league and on my team and stuff. So, you know, it started at an early age, not backing down and picking on the big guys and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, it's just kind of, uh, just a habit now. Do you just get to a point with hockey and taking hits and getting punched where you're just like, it doesn't hurt. I'm not afraid to go into this scrum. Cause as me as like a coward, who's like never really even been in a fight in my entire life. I'm like, I would just want to avoid all those confrontations and you just go head in, like, let's go. Who wants some? And it's, it's, it's honestly really cool. Yeah. I, I love it. I, you know, I, I just love you know, that, that team aspect where everyone's sticking up for one another, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest guy on the other team that hits somebody, you know, to have your teammates stand up for you is, is a great feeling. I, I know, you know, for me, if I ever get hit or cheap shotted, you know, I, I'm not asking anybody to fight or anything, but if you see one of the skill guys come over and you give the guy a cross check or a slash, you know, it, it, it makes you feel good and, and makes you know that, you know, your teammates care about you and have your back and all that stuff. So I just, you know, want to make sure all my teammates know that I have their back no matter what, no matter who hits them, you know, I'll show up and, and go to go to war for them. And it's it always see you and Hornquist have been holding down that fourth line. Is there like a, a uh, is that the, is there a duty with that line of like we're kind of like like we're out here to like if you if if you take a shot at Barkoff or Hubie, like we're coming for you? Yeah, I think like or is that Gudis's role? <laughs> butcher yeah he likes to get involved for sure I, I think like typically the fourth line is like quote unquote supposed to be like you know the more physical line um if you will but uh you know it really doesn't matter what line i am what line i'm on sorry you know i'll always kind of feel that that onus to uh go and even the score in some way um ryan i, I don't know how much trash talking uh takes place on the ice but i'm wondering if you have ever heard any from an opponent where uh, you you have a big hit, you you drive somebody into the boards and they look around and say, dude, you're too small to be playing like that. What are you doing? What are you doing being that physical at your height? Have you ever heard anything like that at all? Yeah. Er- earlier on in my in my career, people would, you know, call me small and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, I pretty much point blank just ask them to fight and, you know, <laughs> show me how, how small and soft I am. So, uh you know, people stop calling me small and making fun of my height after, uh, you know, I would, I would just, you know, call them out and ask them to fight. It, 
it is pretty absurd. Do you ever think about, do you ever stop? Because you're just, you've done hockey your whole life. So for you, it's just like second nature. But do you ever sit back and go, it's odd that in our sport, we can just like settle a disagreement by dropping the gloves and fist fighting. Like that doesn't happen in any other line of work. You guys are skating around on little swords. Like hockey's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is for sure. You know, from time to time, you'll step back and, and realize, you know, that, that, you know, fighting's legal. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I, I do think, you know, there's a need for it. And, and it does help, you know, kind of police the game and, and keep everybody honest. You know, I know for myself, if, you know, there's a big tough guy in the other team, you know, I know that if I'm going to hit one of the other team's better players, then, you know, eventually I'm going to have to answer the bell. So I, I feel like the penalty box is, is uh, almost like a second home for you. I think you're in there so much. You should have the right to like decorate it, put some curtains up. Maybe <laughs> is that true? Right in there. Are you penalized yeah. a lot? Are you a big penalty guy? Every once in a while I'll go in there. Hey guys, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, chat them up a little bit. So right. Welcome yeah. back is what they say in the <laughs> yeah. penalty box. When that's, you come in, that's what they'll say. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Norm walking into cheers. I don't know if that reference is too old for you, but, um, uh, when you go into a penalty box, but I'm wondering, um, uh, now you're married now or, or engaged to be married, right? Engaged to be married. Yep. Okay. And, and, and does your future wife ever, uh, look at you and look at this sport and say, I don't, I don't want your beautiful face messed up or that hair or that beautiful lettuce. Yeah. And that hair, can you take it easy? Can you not be that guy who's always hitting other people? <laughs> I think, uh, you know, when we first met and all that stuff, it's, it's kind of how I've, I've always been. So, so it's not like I changed and, you know, started acting tough out of nowhere. I've, I've kind of always been the guy to, to not back down and um, have my teammates back. So, it, you know, she knew that it, it kind of comes to the territory. How are you doing? Are you sweating yet? Like, can we keep you around a little bit longer? We're enjoying this. I'm starting to sweat, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm, not, I'm enjoying it, too. So we're good. Great. Hey, how did, how did you guys meet? I just wanted to ask you that real quick. Wow. How did you meet? Your Let's get intensely wife? personal with you. <laughs> we, uh, we both went to the University of Maine, actually. Um, she, I missed her by a year, but we had a bunch of mutual friends. So um, we just kind of got connected a few years after I left school. Okay. So you've been knowing her a while then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Once, once we met, it, it didn't, that question it, it didn't is that. take us too long. It was uh, kind of the rest is history. <laughs> so you've been knowing her a while. What the hell are you asking? No. And, and, and I want to give this guy credit, Ryan Lomberg, because he put this on his Instagram. Uh, when you, when you proposed, you did it old school, man, you were on bended knee yeah, and, and asking for, for, uh, doesn't everybody kneel? That's, I don't know. I don't think so. I think people still kneel. Really? I do, I do like to think of myself as, as an older generation, classy, family-oriented guy. So I, I like to be by the book. So there was no question whether I was getting down or not. Well, uh, we, we were talking to Matt Collins, the Dolphins receiver, and, and he's an old-school guy. In fact, he was mentioning that he listens to Frank Sinatra, and he's like your age. Um, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, What kind of things do you do off the ice? I, I'm not old-school like that in the sense of music. I, I, I like to listen to a lot of things, um, you know, pop, rock, rap, all that. If I were to have to pick my favorite artist, it would it would have to be Drake. Yes. Um, you know, be, being from Toronto, he's just, he's the best. So I, I got to ride with Drake for sure. I'm sure he'll be a Panthers fan at some point. He likes to move around and be fans of a lot of different teams. So you guys give him a yeah. jersey, give him a good suite. I'm sure he could be a Panthers fan. There you go. Addy, <laughs> get on that, please. Yeah, yeah, let's get on that. <laughs> 
you weren't at uh, you were you weren't at Marlins Park for uh, Kanye West the other night, were you? I was not. No. Okay. <laughs> Neither was I. And I <laughs> didn't go. That. That's shocking, Dad, that you weren't there. Um, what did you do? What, can you remember your first big hockey check? Like, were you just like, I need to save this money, or was there something that you were like, I I I've never gotten this amount of money before. I got to do buy this watch or something. I I remember uh, it was actually uh, my first year pro. I signed an American League contract, and it wasn't a whole lot. And I got a signing bonus of five thousand dollars. And you know, like coming out of college, you know, I was excited to you know spend it or or do whatever. But I remember getting the check, and it was for like thirty four hundred or something. And I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, like I thought it was for five thousand. He's like, oh, taxes. Yeah, welcome to the world of taxes, kid. And that, that, that was like my first, my first adult lesson of. I've taxes. been there. I've been there. Yeah. You get one number and you get another. So you start plotting out the five grand. It's like, oh wait, what? Yeah, I was, I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. <laughs> Movie that you'll stop on every single time. That I'll stop on. Uh, Rocky. For sure. Rocky or Hangover. Those are my top two. Oh, I just watched The Hangover. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a- what about last movie that made you cry? Be honest. Come on. <laughs> Marley and me. <laughs> I, I can only watch the first half now. I won't do the second half. Yeah. I'm with wow, you. That's the dog movie, right? Yeah. With Owen Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know movies, so. Yeah, I know, Dad. He can't contribute to this conversation. I thought it was a movie about Bob Marley for a minute. I have no idea. What's the most random thing? Because, like, I never know with, like, the uh, the way the boards work with fans, like, yelling stuff. Like, do you guys hear, when you're in the game, like, do you hear fans? What's, like, the most random thing you regularly hear from, like, a fan? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I, I usually like to, uh, during warm-ups, I'll look around and kind of engage with the fans and throw them pucks and stuff like that. Um, I can't really think of one thing off the top of my head that sticks out that, that a fan would say, um, like you guys, you guys don't hear it. Like there's not a lot where there's not often where you hear trash talk and you can pinpoint that came from that person. It's all just like noise coming to you guys. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And is there any, is there any way that we can uh, develop some sort of connection where next time you score, you like come over to like 120, like, cause I'm behind the goal that you guys are at the first and third period. So you score in the first and third period, maybe just like a little, like, you know, point, a little finger gun towards me or something. I, what'd you say? 128 row seven, row seven seats, 12 and 13. Not to, I hope people aren't going to creep on me now, but yeah, that's where I said. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I'll I'll keep my eye out for you. Uh, yeah, and I'll try to remember next time I score. Maybe Addie will be like you can look to her and she'll point to where I'm at. It'll be a quick thing in the middle of the game. I'm sure you'll remember to do it. No big deal. Gotcha. I'll try. I'll try. All right, sweet. Ryan, when you um think of all the the moments, the the things about hockey that you love, uh, I wonder what the most fun is. Is it scoring a goal? Is it the great pass that leads to a goal? Is it winning a fight? Is it winning a fight and putting the perfect hit on somebody? Is it the celebration in the postgame locker room? What, what What is a moment in hockey that, that just fills your heart? Yeah, I think it would have to be something involving, you know, all the guys, whether it be after a big win or, um, you know, it, the guys in the team and the the locker room atmosphere is, you know, definitely the, you know, my favorite part about hockey. Um, you know, it, it, it would definitely have to be after a big game or a big comeback game or, a, you know, playoff series win. Um, anything, you know, any good moment with the guys is, 
you know, special and, and something that, you know, I try to hold on to. Biggest prankster on this team and best prank you've ever seen in a hockey locker room? <sighs> Biggest prankster on this team? Probably Frankie. Frankie likes to keep it loose and joke around with the boys. Um, best prank? Uh, Sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, it's all good. And uh, my year in the ECHL, Mitchell Hurd, uh, shout out Hurd. He, he switched his his phone number and our teammates' phone to the. <laughs> it's kind of a mean prank, but to the assistant general manager's <laughs> name, and he fake called them up. <laughs> oh my fake, god! Oh, he fake called them up, and he <laughs> like. And before he could break it to him, he called his buddies, his family. Oh, like, no. He called him. Yeah. Like, this guy had never made it. And like, this no, was he, his. He, and he, no, this was in the East Coast. So he was getting, he was like getting called up to the American League. And he was making calls and telling him how happy he was. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. <laughs> how did he react? I'm, I don't think he got it. came out of his room for a day or two. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. But that was That's borderline. Sick. Yeah, borderline acceptable or not? That was we had a talk already after that one. Did that guy? Did the guy eventually make it? Like, like, did he eventually make a career? Or I, is, not. I I don't believe he got called up that year. Oh, unfortunately, what yeah. a sad, funny, hilarious story. <laughs> yeah, that's a great A prank. That that's great A. I love that. I'm gonna have to remember that. Looking back on it, it's funny. I remember at the time feeling bad for the guy because he was pretty devastated. Oh, for sure. Hey, Ryan. Um. You guys did a team building thing earlier in the season. I forget exactly where. I think it was in Western Canada somewhere uh, that involved dog sledding. Uh, I, you know, you're an Ontario guy. I don't assume that you grew up dog sledding. Was that the first time you'd ever done it? Yeah, that, that was the first time I've ever done it. Yeah. But, but what I, was that I, like? I love dogs. It, it, was, it was amazing. It was up in Banff National Park in Canada. Um, views were breathtaking. Um, the dogs were unbelievable. It was, it was a really cool experience. Now, as a Canadian, um, again, I don't assume that you know about curling or that you're a fan of curling, but I annoy people by saying that I think curling is the one sport on earth where if you give me a week of practice, I can become an elite curler. Uh, Am I wrong? Have you ever curled? Please. I I haven't curled, but I know know people who do, my mom and dad, uh, and you know, they're fairly athletic, but I, I do believe that they picked up on it pretty quickly. Oh, there you wow. Go. Thank Ryan, you. No, I did yes. not. But I, I, you know, I, yes. that's all what they tell me. That's all they tell me. So my dad could be pumping his own tires. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been out to watch him. So, you know, he, good, really good comedian. He doesn't fall all over the place, right. you know, or it can mean, you know, he, he lands on the button. I don't know. This guy, this guy starts wheezing, walking up one flight of stairs, and he thinks he can just start like backpedaling, like walking on ice, and you know, oh, you're crazy, Dad. Uh, look, I'm not saying I can be a downhill skier. I'm picking my sport carefully. I think even a guy my age could devote a week of practice to curling and be a passable curler. I don't know. It's nonsense. Nonsense. Okay, Ryan. Um. If you had to make a list of, and you can name names if you want, you can not name names because I don't want to get you in trouble or like start beefs. But like, are there guys in your mind that like they did something in recent games where it's like, I got something out for this guy? Like, I, it, nothing dirty, nothing illegal, but next time we play this team, I'm going to, I need to lay yes. a hit on this guy. How many of those guys do you have throughout the league right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't name names. Um, but yeah, there, there are a few guys, you know, that, um, 
you know, do something that are borderline or, you know, take liberties on, you know, one of our better players and stuff like that, that it's all about kind of the game within the game, right? So you don't want to go out of your way to even the score and, you know, lose the game. Um, so there are things that you kind of put in the piggy bank and, um, you know, pull out on a later date when um, it's more appropriate. We got to get Ryan out of here. This has been so much fun uh, for us real quick. I-, I get confused. I'm like kind of new into being like a big time season ticket hockey guy refs kicking guys out of face offs. You know how like sometimes there's a face off and then all of a sudden the ref will just be like, Hey, get out of here. It seems yeah. very subjective to me. It'd be like in the NBA. If you have your center about to do a jump ball and you're like, Nope, don't like you get out of here. Then the small forwards there. It's like, he's not as good as good at doing this as the center yeah. it just seems very subjective to me like what's the real down low on that like when do you get like what's the reason whenever a guy gets kicked out of the face off yeah like for for myself I, i'm probably closer on the side that you are to understanding what guys <laughs> do wrong and not uh you know myself being a winger i'm not like totally in touch with all the black and white rules i know you know i know sometimes it at least to me, it looks like the guys do the exact same thing at the exact same time. And right. he chooses one versus the other. So. And it's like, oh, Lundell, who's amazing at face-offs, you have to get out of here. And now you have to go in. And it's like, I don't do this a lot. So it's like a clear disadvantage. It just seems very weird to me. Yeah, for for sure. It is a disadvantage when, you know, your centerman gets kicked out and then I'm a winger going against the opposing centerman. But I, I'm on your side. It, to me, you know, it, it's too close to to tell a lot of the time. So you can just keep yelling at them when they do it. Have you seen the movie Office Space? Office Space? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. So you've never heard this scene? Did you hear that? Did I screw this up? Anyways. All right. Now that's on me. We'll let you go there. Dad, I screwed this up. We can make fun of me for this for this debacle okay. of this end of this last segment. But uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us. Basically, there's a there's a line in this classic office space where this like boss is like a real piece of crap and his name is Lumberg. It's the L-U-M-B-E-R. And there's a classic line where it's like Lumberg. And I'm just I just assumed. Sorry. I mean, Dad, we'll bleep it on the podcast. This will stay clean. I'm just saying like that. It, it's actually funny. There, there, there are guys that will come to me periodically like throughout my pro career so far um who is it the boy the big man on pittsburgh came up to me this year and he said that exact line and i got and i kind of got to look at him and like pretend like i know so i gotta watch it i gotta watch <laughs> dude office space i'm telling you it's a classic line you're probably too young honestly you're in your mid-20s i'm in my 30s so like it's probably a general you gotta watch office space lumberg's classic that's a classic line yeah, from my generation so there you go i'm yeah. glad i could help you that's it. We got to get him out of here, Dad. Say goodbye to Ryan. Thank you, man. Ryan, thank you very much. Uh, let's, uh, you and I, let's go curling sometime. Yeah, you're on. You're on. And Chipotle. And I'll meet you at Chipotle on 136 tomorrow. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'll look, I'll look out for you in the stands. See you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Dude, 128.07. Just give me a little finger gun. All right, brother. I got you. Take it easy, guys. Thanks again. Thanks a lot. Bye, Appreciate Addy. It. Thank you, Addy. That was really cool. I, I can't I can't believe I didn't get my I, I practiced with Yeti sharing audio and I wanted him to hear the line. Yeah, but at least he was familiar with it, kind of. Well, it's it's amazing that this season some guy from the Pittsburgh Penguins said that line to him on the ice. I mean, I'm telling you, it is such a classic. Like, it's what I think if it's what anyone who's seen Office Space thinks of when you hear Ryan Lomberg, it's like, oh, Lomberg. <laughs> pretty funny. There used to be a uh, Red Sox in 67 
had a uh, Cy Young Award uh, winning pitcher named Jim Lon Borg, L-O-N-B-O-R-G. How about that? I feel like uh, that was good. We got most of everything I wanted to talk to him about. I, I didn't want I wanted him to maybe assess my hair because he has luscious hair. We didn't get to he that. He does have luscious hair. Um, yeah. I, I had a joke about because when he was in the ECHL coming up, he played for a team called the Heat and a team called the Thunder. Wow. So I was going to make the joint. It's the joke at some point that he previously in his professional career played for the Heat and Thunder <laughs> and just try <laughs> to confuse people. But that would be accurate. I could tell um, it was a doozy of a joke. So I'm mad I didn't get it off. Yeah, no, that uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'd never talked to Ryan before. I really enjoyed that. And uh, it was probably my second favorite time of the of the past week, other than being named a top 10 columnist by the Associated Press Sports Editors. So we mentioned that on the front end. Uh, we already we already got to that. Yeah. yeah so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. We'd like to thank Ryan. Christopher, what would you like to add? Um, nothing. I think uh, this is a, a good pod. Nice and simple. Very succinct. I, Different. I it wasn't succinct, actually. I don't know why I said succinct. It was very, it was, it was congruent. It was congruent. What's congruent mean? That's the opposite of, uh, I thought congruent is, is like, I thought congruent is like in order. Uh, you may be right. Yeah. Now that you mention it, look at it, me. It was end to end. Uh, very little editing involved in this, uh, particular podcast. Well, Yeti will do some editing on it, but yeah. Right. He'll edit out the part where I mentioned he's never won a Sui award. Uh, he'll, <laughs> he'll edit out that part. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, uh, as we wrap up, we want to thank everybody. As always, we never take you all for granted. All of you who listen to us every week really, really appreciate you. You're our pod family. And before we get out of here, we just want to talk to you about Burger King. I love Burger King. I love eating Whoppers. I love eating the chicken fries. I love dipping it in ranch. I love everything about it. It's just it's if I got to go somewhere for fast food, I want to go to Burger King. And that is a practice fake ad that we're doing just to test to see if anyone listens to this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, um, Burger King is probably better for you than Miller Lite, which I drink a ton of. Oh, so um, Miller Lite. Miller it's only Lite. 90-something calories, too, I think. It's, it, it tastes great. Uh, you know, it's it, less filling. Whatever the, that expression is, you know, it tastes yeah. great, less filling. Miller Lite. How about that? Yep. Okay. I feel good about that. I feel good about what we just did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See you all. <laughs> See you all next week. Does management listen to this podcast? You never know. Yes.